Hello, welcome to Our Lady of Victory, live streaming. Today is Monday, December 14th. Today we hear from Matthew's Gospel, and I share this with you today. When Jesus had come into the temple area, and the chief priest and the elders of the people approached him, as he was teaching, he said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them in reply, I shall ask you one question, and if you answer it for me, then I shall tell you by what authority I do these things. Where was John's baptism from? Was it of heavenly or human origin? They discussed this among themselves and said, If we say of heavenly origin, he will say to us, Then why did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we fear the crowd, for they will regard John as a prophet. So they said to Jesus in reply, We do not know. He himself said to them, Neither shall I tell you by what authority I do these things. For our salvation, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, this morning I share with you a story from that Netflix um, ongoing series entitled The Crown. It's captured my attention over these past few years and I continue to watch the seasons, though I must admit I do frequently look things up to see, was that really true or was that just a bit of um, writer's license for the episode? So, of course, The Crown is the acclaimed series on the life and the times of Elizabeth II. A particularly revealing moment takes place in the first season of the series. Elizabeth's father unexpectedly became king in 1936 when his brother, King Edward VIII, abdicated in order to marry the American divorcee, Wallace Simpson. The new King George VI was revered by his people for his humility and his courage in leading England through World War II. In 1952, George VI died after a long battle with cancer, and he is to be succeeded by his 26-year-old daughter, Elizabeth. The young princess confides to her grandmother, the Dowager Queen Mary, her fear that she is totally inadequate and unprepared to succeed where her father had been so loved. She's terrified that the nation and the commonwealth will not accept her as their queen. The dowager queen tells her beloved granddaughter that to be king or queen is about service, service that is centered in God. The person and personality of Elizabeth, Mary explains, cedes to God's greater good, which is the monarchy. Monarchy is God's sacred mission to grace and dignify the earth, the venerable queen explains 
to Elizabeth. To give ordinary people an ideal to strive towards, an example of nobility and duty, to raise them from their wretched lives. Monarchy is a calling from God, she says. That is why you are crowned in an abbey, not a government building. Why you are anointed and not appointed. It's an archbishop that puts the crown on your head, not a minister or a public servant, which means that you are answerable to God in your duty not the public. Queen Mary instructs her granddaughter that the crown she is about to take on is not about her, but about England's people, about her people. The crown is not just a form of government, but a nation's identity surrounded in God and in the gospel of Jesus. True authority, she instructs the future queen, is not invested by office or title or by economic power, but rather it is by the very wisdom that comes from experience, hard work, and commitment to the community. True authority is centered in honesty and integrity, not in invoking fear or intimidation. Effective authority enables growth, inspires beauty, makes hope and dreams possible. I was very struck by that episode, as I mentioned, from the very first season. For such is the authority of the Rabbi Jesus of our Gospel stories who with humility and respect for those he comes to serve, he calls forth from us that same spirit of mercy, justice, and compassion. See, we're called not to be in fear of the Lord Jesus. We use that word, but the word is intended to me to be in awe of the power of the informable mercy and love all the gifts that you and I receive so freely from God. Not fear of a God who's going to get us somehow, or fear of a God who's somehow waiting to punish us. But to be in awe of God is to recognize in all of my own sinfulness, in the reality of all my own failures and shortcomings, I'm loved, and God has forgiven me over and over and over and over again. And God empowers me to be with you on this journey, to shepherd you, as in many ways you shepherd me, as we care for one another. See, those who speak not to our emotion and wants, but to our consciences, who speak not in catchy slogans and buzzwords we want to hear, but who speak the truth that we need to face, who speak from the experience of their own hard work and their study. They possess that same authority that is of God. Jesus didn't try to frighten people. Most times I think they were frightened 
by his genuine love, his care. And again, when I speak of being frightened, they were in awe of, can he really love me as he says? Can he really forgive me? As your shepherd, I say yes. He loves us beyond our imaginings, forgiving us, caring for us, always assuring to be with us always, even till the end of time. Let's pray together. Jesus, open our hearts and open our spirits to your revelation of the things of God. Let your word of justice and righteousness take root in our own spirits. Light the lamp of your wisdom in our hearts so that we may see our world and one another in the clear light of your love. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. May we be blessed by our God today, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.